Lauren Hubelay here, along with my faithful co-hosts, Megan Limp and Cameron Scott. In this special episode, we will address a question from a listener in Texas. How do we know the difference between disassociation and just the ability to quickly regulate? I was recently in a situation that set off a state of sympathetic mobilization, but because I needed to push myself through to complete a presentation, I was able to do that. But in this circumstance, how do we know whether I shifted from sympathetic to ventral and not sympathetic to dorsal to get through my comments? So Cameron and Megan, this question addresses a very important question for all of our listeners. And my take on this, so this really comes down to knowing our own personal somatic sensations with each state, which aligns with um, what you have taught me, Cameron, in um, checking in, knowing our those sensations and um, I think you you used once an example from Deb Dana, the I am, my world is, to help clarify. Do you have some thoughts on this question? It's a wonderful question. It, it tends to bring up the, the more nuanced movement we have on our ladder, because in any moment, we might be losing enough ventral vagal to truly track our states well, and, and then that without that organizing principle, we can sort of get lost on our ladder. And that's where that wonderful practice uh, of no recognizing the state shifts, uh, knowing in sensation or energy level where we might be heading. And then always knowing how we can, when, when we're safe enough, invite in more ventral vagal. You know, I think it would be interesting for us to do an exploration of the three states uh, together with each other and with our listeners one day, because, you know, the basis of becoming more polyvagal informed about our own experience of the life journey really does start with identifying those two questions that Deb puts forth, how we view ourselves and the world in each state. And I think that if we're trying to identify where we are on that map of the three states without really being clear of how we experience ourselves in the world in each state, we might be able to take an educated guess, but um, it can only take us so far. That, that's really important, Megan. And, and clearly no one from the outside can say you are in this state, right? Um, we can get cues. Cameron, I'm sure you see cues of that all the time in your practice where you can um, make some educated guesses. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And that often has to do with the amount of energy in someone's system. You know, if someone starts to talk really rapidly or starts to raise their voice or starts to get very, you know, we could put all sorts of terms to agitated with it, more energy tends to mean more mobilization. And then our systems are listening all the time anyway. Am I feeling that that is coming at me with a forcefulness that 
makes my system start to get mobilized, then then I would feel differently if uh, rather than to feeling perfectly safe in somebody's excitement mobilization. There, there's a little bit difference there. And when somebody, you know, really does tend to, the energy lowers and, and you can feel it in posture, you can hear it in voice, you can hear it in sort of mood. You know, one can imagine they're heading toward a more dorsal vagal state. So if we wanted to help this listener out, what might be some typical um, sensations, feelings that that people feel when they drop into dorsal? You know, that's my question, but then I also just immediately remembered, Megan, prior to beginning our recording, you said, if we don't recall, what we were feeling, that may give us a cue. Absolutely. And and Deb often teaches, you know, we begin to get mobilized and that starts to move us out of our full capacity with ventral vagal. And as we get mobilized, if there are some of those cues for danger threat, you know, some of the words you're, um, person was asking was, you know, how do I know? I felt like I had to get through the moment. I needed to finish the speech. Suggests some of that mobilized, you know, a little bit of that urgency, that, which is towards sympathetic. And dropping down toward dorsal vagal, some of the ways we are encouraged to recognize it is we feel as if we're almost going through the motions. So we're there, we're moving through it, but it's almost like there, there's that early stages of detachment moving away from it so that we can continue in a process. We're not fully pulled into a shutdown response, but that's that's a bit of dorsal vagal flavor to, to be going through the motions. I'm sure many of us know when we're in a conversation, we start like we're, you know, just really not fully there. <laughs> we keep talking. <laughs> that's like glazing over, but in, in your listeners, question is that she needed so she needed to keep the mobilization to get through hmm. so what i i'm hearing you say cameron is there was definitely still a mobilized state or she wouldn't have gotten through this right mm-hmm. so there was still a flavor of sympathetic there yeah. and and then her question on whether what end of what rung on the ladder she was on closer to ventral ventral would be feeling very connected to her words and the people there right there'd be a sense of connection to that moment versus that feeling like you are just going through the motion that really resonates with me not that i've ever just gone through the motion Yes. It's interesting. I heard Deb say recently um, in a talk that she was giving that when we have a sympathetic response, we lose, we move up, but we lose our grounding a little bit. And I think that that's a real, if we can all sort of pause and in our bodies feel like what that somatic feeling is of when we start to mobilize and we can feel ourselves rising up to meet whatever the moment is that we feel is required of us we're kind of losing our grounding Mm -hmm. and then from that place 
of feeling what that sympathetic lack of grounding but mobilization feels like. We can then go in two directions, which it sounds like sort of is at the heart of her question. Do we then feel like we're, we're moving through that and what she's calling she might have quickly regulated for me would be experienced as being more in touch with myself in that mobilization or with the other person in that mobilization, but some kind of sense of connection. And when we talk about ventral as an organizing principle, for me, that feels like connection with what I feel in my body as flow. So I can move through it. And I feel like I'm moving with the current almost, opposed to dropping into dorsal, which I don't, which feels like less connection, less ability for movement in general. So well said, Megan, absolutely. And, and it, it can be quite nuanced. I, I was thinking as you were describing that losing connection and that mobilization is, I love expressions. Tap dancing as fast as we can, suggests that not quite so grounded, moving quickly, lots of mobilization. And then where from there can we come into that? beautifully, that more connection with self and, and flow, or does it take us further away into that more, you know, stepping back into more disconnection? And, and was she looking forward to that moment ending as fast as possible so she could retreat? <laughs> or did she sort of feel into it and really, you know, got into the groove? And uh, we don't know that, but uh, certainly those two aren't the same experience. No, no, not at all. And I think that in itself sounds really powerful to me. Was I trying to get this done and get out, which would indicate more of a dorsal state, or was I really owning it and enjoying it? You, you know, Cameron, you've talked several times about voice tone, and it's something that that's a somatic experience for me because I can feel the vibration is different in my body with my voice. And when I, I'm dropping in the least bit, I, I pick up a very flat tone. And, and, and it, I, I wish, I, I have to think of more of some words that could describe it, but I can feel it in my body in a different place than, like when I'm here with you two and I'm feeling super connected and we're talking about all kinds of intelligent, exciting ideas, that's a whole different tone. So true. And one of the wonderful things Deb does as an exercise with many of us as we're learning about this is she'll invite us to have entire conversations simply with tone and prosody of voice and no words. And you can have that experience and, and really without any of the content, feel in a system how you can move in different places on your ladder. Wow. You know, it's interesting. Think about the phrase that we've heard and said probably so many times, like, oh, you're looking more like yourself or, oh, you sound, you really sound like yourself today. Are you feeling better? Or, in a way, I think that what we're really saying is you seem connected again, or you seem to have more ventral today. Or, there you are. Now I can connect again with you. That's the beauty of neuroception, because how often are we in conversations with ourselves or other long before any cognitive awareness exists? 
Ladies, I think we've given this a good dose of information and some food for thought for our listener here. And I think just to reiterate, one of the most important steps, I believe, in my takeaway from this is coming more in touch with your own state and your own somatic experience. So then you can recognize those in yourself. Great. So ladies, thank you for being um, such helpful assistance. And um, I would like to just remind our listeners, we're here for you and would love to answer the questions that are arising in you around this topic of polyvagal theory. Please just consider sending your questions directly to lauren at laurenhubelay.com with the subject line podcast questions.